Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Brenninger. We are now up to episode number nine for the song I'm Yours, which is the last track, the final track on Prince's debut album for you. I just wanted to quickly clarify something that I said on my last episode, number eight for So Blue. I had mentioned a couple times in the episode the uh, opening guitar riff that goes on to kick off the song and how much I really enjoyed that and just how much it grabbed me right from the opening chords. And I failed to mention that it's a bass guitar that Prince is playing, not just any old guitar. So uh, in case anybody who was listening to that episode wanted to scream at their phone (laughs) and say, it's a bass guitar, idiot, it's a bass guitar. Yeah, I know. I just I, fa- I failed to clarify that, so I wanted to clarify it here. I'm Yours is another one of those uh, very early Prince recordings dating back to 1976 when he was recording at Moon Studios in Minneapolis. There's a number of other songs off of For You that date back to this time period. As with the rest of the tracks on For You, they were re-recorded in Los Angeles in late 1977, with then final overdubs occurring in early 1978, prior to the release of the album for you that spring. If I have any interesting facts about songs, I try to uh, include them here in the podcast. I know a lot of this stuff can be found on the internet um, through the Prince Vault. For those of you who are maybe newer to Prince's back catalog or maybe have never taken the time to take uh, take a look at the Prince Vault to learn a little bit more about the songs. The one interesting thing I found about I'm Yours is that Prince never played this song live in the 70s. He never played it live in any of his handful of first concerts in the late 70s. During the Dirty Mind tour, it just never made the set list. But he did finally play a live version of I'm Yours over 30 years later in 2009 at the um, the conga room in Los Angeles. So I thought that was kind of interesting. A song that he had recorded over 30 years ago had never played live and decided in 2009 to, to dust it off and and do a live live performance of it. So that must have been pretty exciting for that for the crowd at the um, conga room that night. I'm yours is a very aggressive song from a musical standpoint. It's uh, It's got a heavy guitar riff that is used throughout. It starts off with a bit of a kind of a funky bass guitar, but as he did with So Blue, the song prior on the track listing, the opening riff isn't indicative of what the song is going to sound like for the rest of the song length. So he does that again in I'm Yours, where he starts the song off with a, a funk riff that makes you think the song is going to sound one way, and then as soon as that's done, he, he blasts you with this this guitar solo and this guitar riff. This is another song where, you know, I think Prince was trying to express some other influences through his own through his own filter, his own lens. I I imagine, um, and I, I'm fairly certain I've read before that Prince was a fan of Santana, so I can see this song being a bit of a Santana nod, or or you know thinking of Santana's music when he was 
recording, writing and recording, I'm Yours. There were, you know, a lot of other popular rock bands in the 1970s that he could have been drawing inspiration from pop rock like Kiss or even like Led Zeppelin, Blue Oyster Cult, um, even Funkadelic possibly, you know, Funkadelic being the one head of the two-headed P-Funk Hydra with Parliament. Parliament was always more of the the heavier funk influence and Funkadelic, despite its name, had a little more rock and roll, a little more psychedelic rock sound to their music. I can imagine potentially Funkadelic, Santana, Blue Oyster Cult, among others being influences towards Prince when he was recording I'm Yours. But in spite of the fact that the song has a very aggressive guitar riff, it does something very different with the musicality of it than what you've heard thus far on For You. The lyrics and the way Prince sings the song really uh, make it very uniquely him. You know, that's his stamp on I'm Yours is going to be how he sings this song, which is, you know, in a very high register using the falsetto that he had been utilizing for the pretty much the entire album, including more notably his ballads, you know, makes more sense. But when you're singing a song, an aggressive rock song, throwing that super high falsetto on top of this guitar riff is a little jarring. And to be honest, it also makes it very difficult to understand what Prince is singing. So the first handful of times I heard this song, I'm like, "Ah, I kind of could hear what he was trying to say with it. I made out some, some phrases, some words here and there. But I really, I needed to look up the lyrics online in order to get a true uh, understanding of what he was expressing in this song with, with, with those lyrics. It just wasn't very clear to me. And I'm not sure that, you know, because the lyrics were not printed on the LP when it was released, I don't know if, you know, listeners to uh, For You had any idea what he was really talking about you can make out the chorus the chorus is fairly clear but it's the verses that uh, for me at least were more difficult to comprehend so i'm going to read them there's not there's not a lot of lyrics in the song despite the song's five minute length the half of them half of the song is guitar solos and extending the um the riff that goes throughout the song just like just as long as we're together was his uh, show off song at the end of side one where you know he showed his keyboard playing synthesizer playing skills i'm yours is his way of showing off his guitar skills and that ends side two so that's kind of the way he uh, approached the uh, track listing for for you So he does some yeah, yeah, yeahs, you know, he's, he's singing along with the, the guitar that he's playing at this point. And the, the real lyrics start, up until the other day, 
there remained an empty space within my bed. Then I took one look at you and naughty things that we could do. Dance within my head. That that's makes up the first verse. So this song, if you are listening to it for the first time and you're able to understand the lyrics, uh, either reading along or you just have a very keen ear, he is essentially telling the listener that he's without a lover. He doesn't have a girlfriend or anybody that he can share his bed with, as he mentions with uh, there remained an empty space within my bed up until the other day. Then he took a look at you. So now he's seeing somebody that he's uh, attracted to very clearly. And now he all he can think about is is sleeping with her. The naughty things that we could do dance within my head. He's a very attractive woman and he his thoughts immediately go to having sex with her, sleeping with her, getting her in his lonely, empty spaced bed. <laughs> so that's immediately where his head goes with his first verse. And then we realize in the chorus that he's singing from the perspective of a very inexperienced and virginal young man. Never have I ever made love before, never have I wanted to till now. Lover, can't you see I want you more and more? Take me, baby. Yeah, I'm yours. Well, I don't believe that. <laughs> you know, we have to assume that uh, the prince is singing the song from, you know, the standpoint of a of a teenager when he wrote it. And you can't convince me that he never had any desire to have sex prior to seeing this woman. But, hey, it's a good line, you know. <laughs> He's never, you know, he's he's a virgin. He's never even really wanted to have sex with anybody until he saw her. She's just that amazing, that beautiful, that attractive to him. Great line, Prince. I hope that works. <laughs> but it only works once. Um, Lover, can't you see? I want you more and more. Take me, baby. Yeah, I'm yours. So that's the chorus. Uh, moving on then to the second verse. give you what you want but please love me now i'll do anything you want you're the teacher show me how so he's once again very clear in the admission he is a virgin he's inexperienced and whether or not he's making an assumption that she is more experienced or he somehow knows this because he's basically putting the role of of teacher onto onto her shoulders giving her the responsibility of showing him the ropes. But, I mean, obviously, if she's a virgin, she's not going to be able to do that either. But he must either know that she's not, or maybe she's older. 
uh, a bit older than him, so he's he's just making an assumption based on her age that she's more experienced. He's willing to give her what she wants, needs love now, he'll do anything that she wants. She needs to show him how. So after that verse, she jumps back into the chorus of never have I ever made love before, never have I wanted to till now, lover can't you see, I want you more and more, take me baby, yeah, I'm yours. And those are the lyrics to the song. As I mentioned, the song is is five minutes in length, but he's done singing lyrics halfway through the track. It's not even to the three minute mark and he's already done. And the entire second half is just Prince going off on guitar, you know, doing his guitar solos, basically shredding. <laughs> Shreds on the guitar at the end, and it's impressive. It's, if he was trying to show off his guitar skills with this song, he does a really good job of it because it's an impressive performance on the guitar. And I think that the fact that he sings this song in his upper register with lyrics that are difficult to understand maybe didn't lead itself to being quite as appealing from a crossover standpoint. I don't see this song really dominating rock radio in the late 70s. The vocals just don't match what bands like Kiss and the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin and, and other uh, popular acts of the time were, were really putting out there. He really just kind of straddled that line between R&B, disco, and then crossing over to this this heavy rock song it just wouldn't have, I don't think it would have worked on rock radio in 1978 looking back on the song now I'm Yours remains a, a fan favorite from this album maybe because it's it's it really kind of speaks to where Prince was going to be going for the next few years taking a more rock edge approach and trying to appeal a bit more to the crossover audience that were rock fans we'll do that through much of the early 80s. Yeah, of course, he still does a lot of dance music, and Dirty Mind Controversy 1999 are filled with dance music. But for every soft and wet, I think he wanted to show that he could throw out an I'm Yours as well and grab a different different side of the uh, pop music audience or even rock music audience by showing off his versatility. Mission accomplished, because For You has songs that take their cues from a number of different genres and can appeal to a number of different fans of music. He does he does it all on this debut album and and while maybe he doesn't succeed in crossing over because in spite of his ability to show that he can do it all the songwriting may not be quite as polished. His lyric writing may not be quite as polished yet and his ability to craft a a wide-reaching pop song hasn't been mastered but the tools are there and since i'm yours is the last track on for you i think this is also kind of my closing statement on on the album and the lyrics that were found on for you is is really that he had the tools he showed off those tools throughout the the nine songs on the album and while it didn't cross him over to a, a mainstream audience, Soft and Wet was a, a, a moderate success, but beyond that, there were no other hits from the album, so to speak. And the album didn't sell overly well at first. Most of their, I think most of the album sales that we see now 
came after his breakthrough popularity in the 80s. So it's there, it's it's evident, but it's not he hadn't mastered it yet. And that is widely considered, you know, the the kind of epitaph for 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 you is a very good debut album with a lot of potential. You could put even put unfulfilled before that. I'm a big fan of for you. I think there's a lot of great songs on here and I'm yours is is one of them. This is a a podcast that focuses on the lyrics. You know, maybe this isn't going to be an album that is cited often when thinking about Prince's skills as a, a songwriter from a lyric standpoint. And that's okay. He's still he was still very young and trying to find a voice. A lot of this a lot of the material on this album is very relationship focused. And you know, he didn't have a lot of life experience and maybe didn't have a lot of things to say outside of just what was kind of expected of him and writing about things that he knew were going to be uh, wide-reaching topics like love and relationships. Everybody can relate to, to those topics. It was just too soon for him to, to kind of go elsewhere, I think, with with his songwriting at such a young age. So I don't fault the album or Prince for not having a lot, lot to say lyrically. My enjoyment of For You mostly comes from the music. I like the music. The lyrics, for the most part, are secondary on this album. But I hope that I was able to highlight at least what I thought were some of the the most interesting lines on, on the songs on this album. Maybe looked at lyrics from a different standpoint, even though a lot of it is very straightforward. Seemingly only one way to interpret the lines. I was hoping that I was able to do that. So that, that was the goal. Express what I thought about them and, and maybe provide some perspective that others may not have. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode 9, I'm Yours, which consequently wraps up Prince's debut album for you. If you'd like to get a hold of me, please reach me at my blog, pressrewind.net, or Twitter, pressrewind, a Prince Lyrics podcast on Facebook, pressrewind, a Prince Lyrics podcast on Instagram. You can find me that way as well. So thanks for listening to Press Rewind, a Prince Lyrics podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. Until next time.